Welcome to the Ovary It Podcast, where we talk about women's hormonal health and overall wellness. If you ever wanted to learn more about what's going on inside our bodies, you're in the right place. My name is Mary Cusick, and I am your host and CEO of Ovary It. I wanted to start off this first episode as a foundation for what's to come. Throughout this podcast, you will hear from physicians throughout different practice areas, including obstetrics and gynecology, emergency medicine, fertility, biochemistry, and more. We will take on some new topics as well as some of the basics, and we will try our hardest to utilize patient-centric language with a little sass so you can follow along without a medical dictionary and actually enjoy the conversation. These will be our main segments with real specialists across the country, so you won't want to miss it. We'll also have some mini-series segments. This will go over hormonal or non-hormonal contraceptive myths as well as affirmations reminding you how fantastic you absolutely are. All of this information provided to you is vetted in advance by our physician teams to ensure that the information provided is medically sound. Please note that everyone's health and body is different. So if we say certain things that may not apply to you, that's all right. This is not a one-on-one podcast. And if you would like to understand your individual case or status, we encourage you to make an appointment with us or go see your own provider. So let's jump right into it. The five main hormones that you will hear us reference throughout most of our segments are estrogen, luteinizing hormone, follicular stimulating hormone, testosterone, and progesterone, which is also called progestin in its synthetic form, which is birth control. Now, let's review those hormones' influence on our body every month by applying them to our menstrual cycle. By the way, this review is also available in text on our blog site on ovariate.com entitled, Your Menstrual Cycle Breakdown. The average menstrual cycle is roughly 28 days, but what medical providers consider a normal cycle spans from 21 to 35 days. So if you don't have the average 28-day cycle that we'll reference, don't worry. Many articles out there do an excellent job of scientifically explaining everything that is occurring within your body during your menstrual cycle. But what does that mean in plain English? How does that impact you every day? And more importantly, can this impact your thoughts and actions? Below is a fundamental hormonal overview, as well as what this means to you. If your cycle is shorter than 28 days, then condense the timeline we're about to talk about. If you're longer than 28 days, then stretch out the timeline to fit your cycle. Also note, this information is what occurs naturally and without birth control. We'll review what birth control does to this process at the end. 
Day one and two. This is the first day of your period. Yes, it's awkwardly timed since most people actually think that their period is happening at the end of the cycle. But the first day of your period is actually the first day of your cycle. When you're filling out medical forms, make sure you know this. Hormonally, during this time, your estrogen is low and you are likely feeling more fatigued than usual. Your uterine contractions are creating cramps, so you may feel more discomfort as well as bloating than usual. Fun fact, gentle exercise or movement mixed with plenty of rest can sometimes alleviate the cramps and the bloating. By day four to six, generally your period is ending. Thank God. This never gets old and a celebration is always in order, ladies. Hormonally, our estrogen levels are beginning to rise again, which provides us with more energy, which takes us right into day seven through nine. This is your time to shine. Hormonally, With our estrogen up, your skin is glowing, and oddly enough, your face and body are more symmetrical. Your progesterone is still low, but slowly increasing, which allows you to be on top of your game. Be sure to take initiative and get stuff done during this time. You might feel more motivated, and you should totally feed into that. Day 10 to 13. This is the time in which orgasms are the most intense and obtainable. Your body actually wants you to have sex and makes you extremely social during this time. But this is a trap if you're not actually trying to conceive. Hormonally, your estrogen is at its peak and you are officially at your most fertile time. This is also generally when you look your best. Isn't nature tricky like that? So go have fun. But if you're not trying to get pregnant, be careful. We're animals and this is the circle of life. If you're not trying to get trapped in it right away, you need protection. This all leads us to the moment our cycle and hormones have been waiting for. Day 14, ovulation station. During this time, if everything is functioning perfectly, our ovaries have released the eggs. If this is not fertilized, our period will follow about two weeks later. Hormonally, everything's going on at this time. Our luteinizing hormone and follicular stimulating hormone are both at their very peaks. They are the hormones that trigger ovulation to occur. If they do not increase enough, then you have what is referred to as anovulation. This can occur due to a hormone imbalance or if you're on birth control. What happens to the egg if your body doesn't release it? Well, your body just reabsorbs it like your body does with millions of other cells every day. Also, during this time, your estrogen is starting to come back down while your testosterone and your progesterone are beginning to rise. Some are tired. Some feel energized. This can even change for you month to month and is based on your hormone balance. 
the important fact is that you are still fertile and you can still get pregnant during this time. Day 15 to 18, during this time, you can still technically get pregnant. Be careful for two days after ovulation just to be on the safe side if you're trying not to conceive. Hormonally, you may experience sudden hormonal changes, which can cause intense emotional fatigue. Your estrogen is falling off a cliff and your testosterone is about to go down with it, all while progesterone is climbing the ladder. Just know that these days exist. If you're a little snippy, anxious, or cry over the new ASPCA commercial, you know it happens. There is a hormonal reason for this. Give everyone, including yourself, some grace during this time. Day 19 to 22, the beginning of the end. This is called the luteal phase, and it's not known to be kind to us. Hormonally, our progesterone is now at its peak, while testosterone climbs again. This can mean excess oil and breakouts and overall more skin sensitivity. If you've ever noticed you break out five to seven days before your period, you are here on your map. During this time, eat healthy food options and limit your processed sugar intake, which will also help with the breakouts. Ironically, your body is going to tell you to eat more sugars and carbs so it can process more energy. I know it takes a lot of energy to go through this cycle, so you need to resist those urges if possible. Day 23 to 25. Again, these are not our finest moments, but at least we're not on our period, right? Hormonally, our progesterone levels are causing bloating, anxiety, and sometimes low libido. If you suffer from PMS, give yourself a break. This doesn't mean to abuse it, but remind yourself that you are more prone to panic attacks, exhaustion, mood swings during this time. This simple reminder may keep you out of trouble with your loved ones, your friends, and sometimes even work. If you don't suffer from PMS, go live your life and continue to eat healthy with moderate exercise. You're living your best life. But keep in mind, some ladies absolutely suffer from PMS. This is real. So treat it accordingly. Day 26 to 28 the days before your period begin again. Hormonally, estrogen and progesterone are both plummeting, while testosterone is continuing to increase. It's really important that you take care of yourself. Eat healthy with limited sugar intake, which can decrease the level of inflammation throughout your body and reduce your acne. Continue to exercise and stay hydrated. Your period creates additional work on your body, so stay hydrated to prep yourself for that hard work. If you experience breast soreness, limit your caffeine intake and make sure you have all of your period supplies ready. After all, winter is coming. 
Now, if you're on a hormonal contraceptive, you are essentially supplementing your hormones to help manipulate them and tell them what to do and how to stay controlled. This means your highs might not be so high and your lows might not be so low. This also means that you are avoiding ovulation, so you will not get pregnant as long as you comply. For many, this is a lifesaver. For others, birth control is a curse. We all know someone who is convinced that birth control is the devil. And I'll be the first to admit that I am not a fan of the side effects, but for me, my hormone imbalance drastically impacts my body with migraines, vomiting, and an endless supply of ovarian cysts. Birth control levels this out for me personally. Birth control is a personal decision and impacts everyone differently. If someone is trying to ever sell you a one-size-fits-all solution to hormonal health, run away. Thank you for listening to this week's episode of the Ovary It Podcast. We learned that although our hormonal cycles are not always kind to us, they have a purpose. And more importantly, we have the science to help alleviate hormonal health issues. If you want to learn more about your own cycle, there are tons of apps to help you track your period and learn and understand what's going on inside of your body. Once you have some data points, you can predict your good days and your bad days of the month and prepare accordingly. Some people may ask to work from home for a couple of days during these bad days. Others can use this information for family planning purposes. Education is empowering, so embrace this learning experience. Thanks again for tuning in. If you want to learn more, head over to ovariat.com where we have blog posts and education available without ever having to sign up or sign in. Or visit us on Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter at Ovariat. Talk to you all next time. And remember, if you're over it, we're over it.